guys welcome to our first podcast of the year and it's just sports talk 360 sports talk 360 and we'll be discussing and you know dissecting so many issues across the group concerning sports yeah and my name is clement and i'll be your regular host i'm here with my friend and brother ajo who is going to help me to do the discussion ajo you're welcome glad to be on the show welcome our viewers to our podcast and hope you're entertained and enlightened by our, our hard work nice so um i think we have to go straight down to business so let's start on the local front yeah. and we are starting with the ghana premier league uh let's take great olympics and they've been on some red hot form when the season started yeah. so what can you say about that yeah, and they backed the win in the last match on the, the, this week that was friday and they won again against the allies and they are they are not going down yet and they are still surprising everybody and their form is really really amazing i think their heads are high and even with the illness of their coach and with yapeko coming on board to continue with them they are still continuing the good form that they are they are maxman some form and everybody is playing well i think during their training session during the week they had a guest in the person of um, former blaster goalkeeper Richard Lekinstein who came to inspire them and empower them to do well and so i don't see what is bringing them down maybe there will be some bad run of form but i think they'll keep pushing and try and make it up for because they started war and nothing, nothing is bringing them down they had a bad defeat and they bounced back and they bounced back in style and with your perkum at the head let's see how they can push strength and see what happens i think they are doing well last nawako is still pushing and keeping the team on top at the maximum and let's see how it goes for them incredible clean sheet again and they are they are scoring goals and they are having fun i think only that day and their fans are enjoying their team at the moment nice 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 uh do you, do you think they can maintain this form throughout the season that's the question yeah that's the big question and they keep surprising everybody and they keep grinding positive results even after a bad game they bounce back in style like this is a top four title contender like a top four mind a top four target so i think olympics they have their head held high and everybody is on form they i think they have a very good bench too with some youngsters who can come and influence games and let's see what interim coach yapeko can do with them until their coach returns i think the coach should be talking to them from home they'll be communicating and they'll be sharing ideas from home i think they are in just they are in good spirit and even a lose cannot destroy them right now so i don't think they'll go down easily they'll try their best to make top 4 at most because they are attacked as a relegation team and now they are in the top 4 so i think their worst will be maybe below the top 4 as fate or set which will be bad for a team we are known to be struggling for relegation year in year out yeah, so i think kudos to them they are doing good nice nice so that's just great olympics for you let's let's go to the kumasi base club kumasi has sent kotoko and um, they are playing wafa all the way at suga kopel yeah. yeah after the the struggles in africa with the with the match couldn't come on because of the covid and everything i think they came back in one nakra against liberty professionals yeah they came in one two new we saw the brazilian one that kid 
with some incredible Fabio Gama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with some incredible passes, defense plating passes and stuff like that. So I think after the game he was trending for positive reasons. I think he did well for himself and that alone will help him settle down well. I think their striker is also on form. It's very, their striker is very good. I like how he dashes, I like his movement, I like how he does everything as a striker. And I think after they win in Accra, going to Sukakope to face Wafa, who this season um uh, not really on good form. Last season they beat Accra to Fook 5 no idea at home ground. Last season they got a point against Kotoko. So their home ground has become a difficult place to get points. But this season looks like uh, it's not that it's not it's not so. I don't know what is wrong at Wafa, but I'm hoping they can use this match to take start a good form. It will be easy for Kotoko. I expect Kotoko to at least get a point or get all three points for them, but they don't get it easy because Wafa are not really on good form. Kotoko are picking form after winning Accra and looking good on the road. So I think it will be an interesting game, which Wafa will not li- like to lose or draw at all because on their home ground they have good records against the big teams. So we'll see how that will go. But I'm expecting Kotoko to at least salvage a point from the game. Sure, sure, sure. So that's going to be a mouth watering encounter yeah. between Wafa and Manchester and Kotoko. Mm. All right. Okay. So um, I think we should switch our attention to a player, a Ghanaian footballer actually. Yeah. In in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, I think you can let us know true. more. Okay. So welcome that. to our player profile. Every podcast week, we are going to be showcasing or unearthing a talent that most Ghanaian football fans not, are not aware of. Not only Ghanaian football fans, fans around the world and our world. So this year, this week, and in our first podcast, we're starting with a player called Kamel Dean Suleiman, who is a Ghanaian but based in Denmark and plays his football for Netherlands. He's 18 years of age and he was born on the 8th, 15th of February. He's a midfielder, but currently in his team, he's deployed as a forward because of his PC and skillful nature. I think he's a very, 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 very good midfielder and a player. You should check him out, his videos on YouTube and his Instagram page. He's very, very, very good. He's very pacey and skillful. I think if teams in England and Spain and Italy are watching, some of the mid-table teams in those European countries will try and target him probably next year or so. I will encourage him to work hard, keep pushing. And I think he has one call-up with the Ghana Blasters already. And if he keeps working hard like this, I think he will go far and he will get more call-ups into the national team. I also get a much better club or a much well-known club so that everybody in the world can see his talent. I think he's a very, very, very skillful player. I think he's having fun in the Danish league because he takes on players for fun, he takes on players for free, he passes, assists, like, they are enjoying his talent there. So I'm hopeful that uh, a, a team in Europe, more uh, m- most of the middle-table teams in Europe will, will see his talent and purchase him from Denmark in the coming years. He's a very good player. Check him out on social media handles and YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So that's Cameron Udin Suleiman for you, a Ghanaian based player in Denmark. So that would be for a player profile. profile. So let's switch our attention to Europe. Um, Mauricio Pochettino was appointed as PSG manager, and just after 11 days, he won. His first trophy. Amazing. Interesting. <laughs> wow. He was at Tottenham Hospital for I think five and a half oh, yeah, years. Five and a half years. And 
He built a very formidable team. He built a very good team. He unearthed talent, but he wasn't winning anything. He did well to reach, uh, help them reach their first European final in many years. I think their first ever Champions League final. Yeah. And now he had built a team. He had built them to a standard where they needed trophies. And the trophies were not coming, and they were, he was underperforming, and he was sad. He was at home for a long while, worked on his craft, and finally returned back to PSG where he used to play in his playing days. After his, his first game was a draw, which is at least he said he's new to the terrain, he's new to the players, so salvaging a draw was not a bad result. And he won his second game. There came his third game, which was a, a cup final. And he masterminded his team and they won. And it became his first trophy as a manager. He's a he's known as he's known to be a world class manager, and he, was, he has now won his first trophy in his 11 days with PSG. I think we are listening to him and the PSG team. PSG are known for winning, so as Pochettino is there, I think the aim for him, the target for him, is to win the Champions League with them because any coach that comes already is winning the the French league and is winning the French Cups already. So the main target for him is can he win the Champions League? Well, the man he succeeded had sent them to a final. So I think there's more pressure on Pochettino than any manager in the world. And he's not he's not the most highest paid PSG manager ever. So he has no room for excuses. And I'm probably not this season, but next season he'll be expected to win the Champions League for PSG with no excuse. So Poch has a very, very, very tough work on his hands. Yeah. Okay, so that's Pochettino for you. We wish him all the best. PSG. So talking about managerial yeah. appointment, uh, when Rooney finally you know announced his retirement from football and he was appointed the manager of Derby County on a two and a half year deal, um, when Rooney, we all know him yeah. he's playing this. Maybe Rue, yeah. <laughs> amazing player by all standards in his playing days. Well, one of my favorite players for Manchester United, one of my very few. For Manchester United and really was an incredible, sensible, smart footballer. A footballer who used the brains more than the, the body. And I really, really, really admire him. He was in the news sometimes for negative reasons of football stuff, but hey, really is really. And he has retired and congratulations to him and all the best in his manager career. Well, when Rooney as a manager is going to be interesting at Derby County, and Derby County's manager is known or is trying after it worked with Frank Lampard to give also players who have played the game before a chance to manage his club. But when Rooney was given the job, Derby are not lacking at a very, very good position at the moment. So we are hoping that, I'm hoping that he will take the team from the relegation zone and at least to a mid table club where next season they can build, get some purchases. And improve as a team because Frank Lampard's derby played um, a top four in a playoff game, which almost led them to the uh, EPL before he left to Chelsea. So I think that would be the yardstick for Rooney to try and reach. I think Rooney will do well. I wish him well, and yes, Rooney will do well. Rooney has to do well because Rooney has no excuse to feel because I know him to be a smart man. So. I'm expecting when you need to at least help David County and build his also his career from there. Probably who knows one day he'll become a coach of Manchester United. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So that is where he can start and learning and learning, learning mastering his craft. So congratulations to Winnie and we wish him all the best in management. Okay, so yeah. that's David County. I think they are 
22nd on the table or something. Yeah. Yeah. In the championship, but mm-hmm. it's still early days yet in the season. So. He went in as a player coach. Exactly. Yeah, and he has been given the job permanently. And he has retired from football. So, mm-hmm. so let's see what we really do with do up Derby County. Yeah. We wish him all the best to yeah. really. Yeah. So we are in January and you know the mm-hmm. winter transfer window is still rapidly going. Yeah, so mm. do you do you have some yeah, done have, deals have, for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some done deals, I have some speculation, I have rumors, a lot of a lot of things is happening in this transfer window. Teams are trying to improve their teams to start the second half of the season. Yeah. So in the transfer front, I think most deals are ongoing. Some are just mere rumors, some are done deals. So I'll take our listeners through some of the deals and ongoings in the transfer window. Well, Billy Ali is in the window and PSG are trying hard to get him on a loan deal. But Daniel Levy and Mourinho are trying to relax comes with that move. Hence they want to purchase loan with money like they want PSG to pay for the loan fee but they want him on a loan deal for a short while to see if he can come and impress Poch because he has worked with Pochettino before so that they will come and buy a money permanent move so Dele Ali is on the books of um, PSG they want to purchase him on a loan deal yeah and Hala Hala has moved from West Ham to Ajax it didn't work out for him at um, West Ham the EPO has been a a place where strikers come and they find it difficult to settle down and they become flops and they have to run away or they have to go elsewhere. And he went to Ajax and in two games he has two one goal and two assists. Wow, that's that's that should tell you that should tell you that the EPL is no jokes, man. Because in the EPL people come and it takes time for strikers to settle down. So I respect people who come from the EPL as strikers and settle down is that's why I always praise Costa. Costa came to the APL and he made it look so easy. But people like him come and they are struggling here and they've seen it several times. Strikers come to England and they, they, are, they are not settling down well at all and they have to go back to where they came from. So I think Ericsson is also in the news. Ericsson moved from Tottenham to um, Juvent, sorry, Inter, Inter Milan last season. Yeah. It didn't work out. I had my doubts about him moving because. I knew Antonio Conte and how he plays. He doesn't really want a number 10 in his formation and his system. So I was wondering why everything he wanted to leave space in the first place, probably off the field rumors and stuff like that. But I was wondering, was that the best destination for him to go to? But he ended up there and it didn't work out. And now we are hearing that there's news that confirmation that Tottenham Hospital won him back on a loan deal. Same as um, rumors are saying that um, PSG also want him. Even West Ham are interested in Ericsson. So don't be surprised fans if Ericsson is on the move this tra- in this United transfer window. Well, there's there's negotiation between Chelsea and AC Milan for the youngster Tomori on a loan deal. Okay. Yeah, Tomori has been a French player all this while during the season for Chelsea. He has had less minutes to play this season and so they want to check him out on loan and AC Milan, the front finest in the Italian league, want him on a loan deal with an obligation to buy for 30 million euros. So, I, I don't know if Chelsea would like to sell him on a permanent basis, yeah. but he needs playing time. He will, maybe he would love to be the England squad to you. So I think maybe, yeah, it's, it's, it, I can confirm on authority that Tomori is going to AC Milan and it's on a loan deal in this transfer window. Right. Yeah. Right. And for some of 
formerly of Manchester United, I also made a move to Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, for a fee of um, 1.5 million euros. Yeah, he was one of United's French players. Um, he was getting cup games to play, but he's growing and he needs he need playing time, so he has moved on. I watched a video of Puba and Bailey saying goodbye to him, and it was yeah, very, very yeah. fantastic. You see that the friendship between them is very, very nice. And he has moved to Leverkusen. Leverkusen have money to spend. They have money of Carabas to spend, and they're spending it in bits. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's be a good move for him. We're monitoring for Sumenzer in Germany, sure. and that's a done deal for Sumenzer to buy Leverkusen for Manchester United. Then Jovic from Real Madrid to Frankfurt. This is one move that I was wondering why. And the advices of Jovic, what has, what did they do to this boy? Because this guy was a prolific striker two years ago, scoring on all fronts for Frankfurt, and was attracting all the big clubs in Europe. But I personally think he made a wrong move to go to Real Madrid because there's Benzema there who will play unless who won't only play when he's only injured. So I was wondering why they would want to go to a, a big club at that time where they have a striker who will never sit on the bench. Get me? So Jovic has moved back to Frankfurt on loan. No option to buy any obligations, but I think he will turn back when the season ends because he needs to pick form. Yeah. And speculations and rumors about Ozil keeps on blowing up his United transfer window. I think it's one of the top top news. Uh, after the crisis with Arsenal, it's time for him to leave. And I think teams from America and Turkey are trying to purchase him. So Fenerbahce is in the news for Ozil. They are trying to work away for maybe they're trying to pay something a, a smaller fee to Arsenal to try and get Ozil on a permanent move. Ozil wants to leave this year, so I think if he wants to leave this this window, Fenerbahce has to pay something before he leaves, or he leave on a free in the summer. So I think Ozil, there's a chance that Ozil will leave Arsenal this window and okay. go to Fenerbahce. Yeah. And Eric Garcia will be moving from Manchester City to um, Barcelona in the summer on a free transfer. Yeah, he, he didn't sign the contract extension with um, Man City and Peppers has has said or confirmed that he will be leaving the club at the summer. Yeah, Eric Garcia is a centre-back for Manchester City. And Drinkwater is also going on a loan in Turkey, a team called Kasimpa. Yeah, I think Drinkwater, his move to Chelsea was, was not even bittersweet. It was a horrible move. I don't know what happened to him, but... Reporter is after winning the league with Leicester, he has been dipping, 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 and I think he's, he has landed a loan move in Turkey. And we'll see how that goes for him. And one of the confirmed news, the done deals in this United window to is Dembele. Mr. Dembele has moved from Olympic Lyon to Atletico Madrid. And after the termination of Leo Costa's contract, he needed a backup striker for Joao Felix and Bibi Suarez. So they've gotten the person of Dembele. And Dembele has moved from Lyon to Atletico Madrid in a region of I think, 35 million euros and he will be their striker for, for four years. And Lucas Piazon, one of the long serving members of Chelsea Football Club from the Academy, he had only one appearance for Chelsea and several numerical loans. <laughs> he has finally made a, a move from Chelsea to Braga in the Portuguese league for a fee of 1.5 million euros. So yeah, to round up all the transfers, I think there'll be more. So on our podcast, week in, week out, we'll be bringing you breaking news in the transfer front. 
and I hope you enjoy our transfer show. Sure. So that's the general transfer window for you. Um, there will be, be movements like across Europe. So we'll be monitoring and yeah. we'll make our listeners aware of what's going on on the yeah. transfer front. Yeah. So thank you so much. Because in the summer, there will be so many free transfers of top top players like Sergio Ramos. Um, yeah, and to mention a few, Sergio Ramos, yeah, Messi, David, top, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. people will be moving, so, yeah. so we'll be monitoring yeah. all that as and well. bringing our, our listeners all the juicy breaking news. Sure, news. sure. So, um, this weekend, this weekend, we, let's let's look at some of the big matches coming up this weekend. Yeah, wow. Let's let's start with the London Club. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's going to be a London, London derby. Yes, Fulham and Chelsea at Craven Cottage uh, yeah. with Scott Parker. I think he did well um, when he went uh, to White Hart Lane to pick a draw yeah, against Spurs, yes. and he's coming up with um, up against Chelsea. Yeah, against yeah. Chelsea this well, weekend. Yeah, that was a good game. That was a good game during the midweek to salvage a point away at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's not easy. I think they are getting some good results against the big clubs, and they have they had a point against Liverpool at home. They found exactly. a way to get points from space. So Chelsea should be very very wary. No matter what, Frank Lampard should know that if he if he if he is to draw or lose this game, he's gone. This is the biggest match. In his Chelsea career, this is the biggest match. I think this is the biggest match in Chelsea because if he's to lose this game, all hell will break loose, and I think we won't hear good news for Chelsea fans. He'll be sacked. Probably some that would be a good news for some of Chelsea fans. It'll be bad news for Frank Lampard lovers. I think going into the game this evening, Frank Lampard has no excuse. Frank Lampard has nothing than a win should come out of his belt this evening. Parker is a very, 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 very talented coach. He's a very, very smart coach. He also makes sure, but he will be without um, Mr. Chick today, who is a Chelsea player. He's in Chelsea's books. He's on loan, so he can't play today. That's the EPL rule. So going to the game, I don't see Fulham getting anything out of the game, but I won't be surprised if they get a point because Chelsea's defense has become one that always, always goes to sleep when during the, during the game, during any game. Even if Chelsea is up by two goals, the game is not done. So this is Frank Lampard's biggest game as a, as a Chelsea manager. He has nothing else than to, to get a win, to save his job and his career. Else, I think we won't hear good news during the week. It will be an interesting game. It's a London derby. It's a London derby. Chelsea have had poor runs and, and results on the road. So I'm expecting a lineup where I'll see Osnodoy start, Zier start and Werner start. Yeah. Um, it's been a really interesting game. It was supposed to be played actually yesterday, but they pushed it today because uh, Fulham had a game during the midweek. Yeah, so it's been, it's been a very interesting game. I'm expecting Frank Lampard and his boys to get a win because it's for the club and the board. They, they need a win to turn their story around. So it's been an interesting game. I'm predicting Chelsea to win the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Fulham is able to get a point from the game. Sure, yeah. sure. So that's the EPO And in EPO, there's a big game, a very big game coming up. It's first against second. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Liverpool 
Man United, Man United. At, at Anfield. Yeah. Crazy, crazy game. The, the top two clubs in, in in England, the most rivalry in England, the the, the the clubs with the most EPL trophies, yeah. the clubs who are leading Europe when it comes to England, repping England high in Europe with Champions League. It's a big game and it's been a long time where United have been on top where Liverpool has, are also on top and they are playing for who plays on top. I think same points. Everybody has the same point, right? No, yeah. United is leading with three points after winning at Burnley. Yeah, United is leading by three points, so Liverpool need a win. It's going to be an interesting game. Now, this is a game where the war has begun even from the press conference room with Klopp saying a lot of stuff about United and Ole and Associate replying Klopp about penalties. But tomorrow is tomorrow. And I think it's going to go all down to who gets his tactics right. The starting lineup, the two teams will deploy. Who will, who will take his chances in the game? And anybody who takes chances is going to win the game. They're going to Anfield. Liverpool have Liverpool is making, Liverpool is continuing this amazing run of unbeaten games at Anfield. And I think it's now 49 unbeaten games at Anfield in the EPL. And Chelsea has a record of 82 unbeaten runs at Stamford Bridge. And Liverpool is slowly reaching that. Height and try to break that record, that crazy record of home unbeaten games. So if Man U can go there and beat Liverpool, it will be a very, 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 very interesting game because just long time they've been defeated at Anfield, and Man U have a very good record on the road, like away. Man U haven't lost an away game in a long while, so it's going to be an interesting game. When you look at the statistics, it's going to be an interesting game because Liverpool need all three points. United can push far can now settle down as real tight contenders when they get a win or even a draw but it's going to be an interesting game um, I'm, I'm picking the tactical part of this game you get the tactics right you win the game your strikers or your attackers get take their chances and win the game Liverpool's turf is not an easy place to go and win a game so United should go all guns blazing and go in hard at least if you should get a draw it's not a bad result Liverpool will come in all for the three points because they know they're by three points. So if they are to go in there at least get a draw, I think it will be a positive result for the United. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. So that will be a big game for everyone to watch out for in the English Premier League. Yeah. Uh, let's switch our attentions to Spain and we have a cup final. Um, Barcelona, the Atletico Bilbao in the Spanish Super Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Interesting game by our standards. Everybody was expecting an El Clasico final, but yeah, it didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> well, Barcelona were held to a penalty shootout by Sociedad, and we saw amazing penalty save from Ter Stegen, the German number two. People keep saying, people keep wondering why the German national team will not keep rotating and giving. Because Noah will chance. always play. Yeah, but Noah will always play, and I have my personal. Opinion about that. I think the second is equally good. Fine. Noah is on top, one of the best. Second, one of the best. But at least in the national team, there are games that at least they can rotate so that the second is also being post. But we never see that. Noah is even in post against lower opposition. I'm expecting their coach to, who is in very, very red hot, red, red, red hot water, to start rotating the second because he's amazing. One of the match in the game, aside the penalties, he made some amazing saves that could have cost Barca. Yeah. 
Yeah, that so, was a really good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really for him, game. for him, for him. So I'm expecting. So Basa being in the final was no surprise. They are used to final. And let me drop this stat. This was the first time in, since 1998 that Barcelona had played a penalty shootout. Wow. I should tell you how Barcelona don't joke with full time 90 minutes wins. Yeah, over the years, it's one of the one of the best teams over the decade because they, because. One man called Lionel Messi has been in incredible form year in year out. Yeah. So Barcelona in the final, in the final once again is no surprise. They, will, they are going to be facing Bilbao in the final. That that trophy was won last year by Real Madrid in 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 Dubai. Yeah. Where well, one of the man on show when he got, he had a red card, an infamous red card again, where he held down the, uh, the striker of Atletico Madrid. Murata. Yeah, Murata and. It was a red card, but at the end of the day, he became the hero. <laughs> so, but they are out. They were eliminated by Atletico Madrid during the week, and it will be a Barcelona Bilbao final. Everybody is expecting Barcelona to win the game, but we should all take notice that this is the final. Anything can happen. And Barcelona are not have, have not been consistent this year and this season like that to expect them to win. It's hands down. No, it's going to be an interesting game. I won't be surprised if you even go that another penalty shooter because Dobao are also trying. This is an opportunity for them to win a silverware. They don't get these opportunities every year. So once they have the grab it and play their hearts out, it will be an interesting final to watch. And I think Barcelona at the long run will win it. But it's gonna be an easy game for them because Bobao want to win something for their fans. Yeah. Bobao are Definitely the underdogs going into, into this game, yeah. but there are no pushovers exactly. regarding their game, like against Real Madrid. Yeah. They came out and played as a team and won it, yeah. so that should be a worry to Barcelona, yeah. If, yeah. If, exactly, exactly. If they really want to win, they should exactly. go all out 100% mind focused and the coach to get his tactics right and everything to beat Global, yeah. Right, so that'll be the Spanish Super Cup, Cup final, final in in Spain. So you can watch out for that. And then let's let's go to Italy. Let's go to Italy. Uh, let's go to Italy. Um, there's a big game. There's yeah. a big game. Let's just talk about the leaders. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, they yeah. who are surprising each and every one of us. Yeah. They, I think they are they are up against Cagliari. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Away. Yeah, they are, okay. yeah, they are up against Cagliari away. Mm. I think they are leading the table by three points. Yeah. With Inter in second. Second. Yeah. So and Juventus slowly climbing. Slowly, slowly climbing. So, so that is a must win there for them. At Cagliari because they have Zlatan back, they are still on red hot form, they are blazing hard, and they are even their backup striker Leo who replaced Zlatan is scoring and assisting. Kese is on form, they are on form, so I, I'll, I'll be I'll be surprised if they go there and don't get all three points. They should continue this form, they should continue this form, and, and we'll see where that ladder is then because the game against Juventus and Inter is a plus for them if they are not aware, it's a plus for them, but one of them will be dropping points. So if they can get all three points there and Inter is to draw points, it's a plus for them. It's always to draw plus for them. If there's be a draw, it's a super plus for them because if all both draw points, which I think this game will be a draw. Inter Juventus will be an interesting game. Inter Milan are trying to catch up AC Milan and Juve are trying to push into the top four now. 
with a round of games that they've won now. They defeated uh, AC Milan, I think, two weeks ago. Then AC Milan bounced back with back-to-back wins. And Juventus are on a round of form where they are winning games. Inter are also building and pushing form. Even though Antonio Conte's side are becoming very inconsistent with wins, I think this game is no pushover for them and they won't let Juventus just come to the the Gusipi Mieza and just come there to defeat them. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. As usual, we expect Ronaldo to get some goals. If on a good day, Ronaldo on this day can win a game for Juventus, no doubt about that. Okay, so that's Inter v Juve. And this season, the Serie A has been really interesting. Um, AC Milan surprisingly on top the table with their maximum Zlatan Ibrahimovic of course and Inter pushing uh, Juve with their new coach Andre Pello also pushing and yeah so that's the yeah but let's 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 talk briefly about Lazio this season okay let's talk about Lazio I think they are in the last round of 16 for the Champions League, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an amazing achievement again there. It's been a long time they've been there. So I think Lazio, they won their midweek cup game against um, Napoli. Okay. Yeah, that was an incredible result there. And Lazio are also pushing. Last year, they had their striker, Nubini, win. The top, the top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this season, too, I think he has continued the same way. He's still on form. Yeah, he's still on form. And maybe their defense is a bit shaky, so they are not being consistent. And I'm looking at Roma too, and seeing the Roma are pushing high. Mkhitaryan mm-hmm. on red hot form. Like Mkhitaryan has really picked his numbers are impressive, very, very impressive this season. So the top four in is going to be interesting. AC Milan is not, is not going to drop. Juventus is going to be there. Inter will be there. So now Napoli, Napoli between Napoli and Lazio and Roma, one will have to push for the Champions League slot, and it will be difficult. Any of them can end, can join these these three teams, and I'm expecting Filippo Inzaghi and his men to keep 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 pushing hard because last year was a great year for them, and even this year they're in the Champions League round of 16, so they're an amazing run in Europe. So they should continue hard. They should continue. Pushing, and I think they, they can make tough for. Sure, sure. So that'll be a wrap up for this year. Let's just switch attention to the Bundesliga, the league leaders, Bayern Munich. Um, yeah. After winning the treble last season, it looks like um, things are going on so well so, for Hans Flick and yeah. his charges. Yeah. Wow, wow. So many people are beginning to question Hans Flick now, and I don't know, but. It is normal. It is normal for you to question the coach who, after winning loads of trophies, is conceding with the, one of the best keepers in the world, one of the best defenders in the world, one of the best defense in the world. It's always considered. They considered in their last nine games, which is not a Bayern Munich record, like a good Bayern Munich record, a good Bayern Munich stats. They are conceding anyhow. Their defense is shaky, and they've 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 been knocked out of the. Dear people, Dear people, call yeah. by a, a, a second division team 
which is not of Bayern Munich. So you see, so all, it's all pressure on Hans Flick now. But I don't think the ball is going to sack him. I think they're going to back him in the window and get him some very good defenders. I think they are in for Pamecano. They are front finance for Pamecano in the summer. He has a release clause of 42 million euros. And I think it will be a tag of war between Bayern Munich, Chelsea and United for him. And even Liverpool. So Bayern Munich still have very, 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 very sharp attackers. They are all always on form. So they are going in this weekend against Freiburg. And they have no option than to win the game and bounce back to please their fans. Because they are becoming very inconsistent. But all in all, they are still on top of the German Bundesliga. That is where I would have my, my doubt about the German Bundesliga because anytime I'm in Liga, I'm not on form. You see Dortmund also dropping behaving points. and dropping points. You see Leipzig <laughs> being consistent. You see, that's why I've been impressed with Bakusin this season. They have been very, very consistent. But even though. Um, yeah, I think we, Bayern Leverkusen, they came back to win the game against Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah. They scored Bayern Munich 3 2 exactly. last week. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that pushed them to the top four. And they are pushing. They, they've been winning games on a row that has pushed them. They didn't start the season well. Yeah. Yeah, they so, yeah. so they, they have been winning games that has pushed them to the top four and they are pushing us. So Leipzig, Leverkusen, Dortmund and Bayern Munich, I think that will be the top four. But I don't know how the technical that will be. If who will be first, who will be second, who will be third. Because Bayern Munich are looking consistent. One will say they will definitely win the league. Yeah, because they always do. Even in a bad run of fun, they always win the league. Because Dortmund will disappoint. Leipzig will also be inconsistent. So Bayern Munich should set up. Their coach has a lot of a lot of work to do. Especially in the market, should get some midfielders, a DM and a defender, and that will help because he already has a formidable attack. So that Bayern Munich's problems are the defense. Bayern Munich's problems are the defense, just like Chelsea. Bayern Munich's problems are the defense. So they, if they can work on their defense, I think they will, they will go because um, the Champions League knockouts are coming up very soon. And if you are going to face your opponent with this bad defense, you, you might be surprised and you might be get knocked out. So. Bayern Munich should, should come back to being consistent. Yeah, as a team, we know how them to stay. Sure, sure. But but just just with Dortmund, do you think they can just break that Bayern dominance and win the Bundesliga this year? This year, no. Honestly speaking, this year, no. I think one thing about Dortmund, I think they need an experienced coach. They had one in the one they recently sacked, and I don't know why they sacked him. Lucian first. Yes. But he was an experienced coach who takes no nonsense. But he, he wasn't getting results. Results. And I think he had an issue with the board. So they sacked him. I will, I will advise them to go in for Thomas Tuchel now, who has gone to a different European league and gained some experience. But with the rumors that he wants the Chelsea job and he's waiting for Faklaba to be sacked before he takes the job. But I don't think Faklaba will be sacked. Do. So if, in my opinion, I will the Dortmund board, sorry, to go in for to show who has got have some experience now and let him lead them to a title challenge again because now they have a good striker, they have good wingers. If they can work out their defense and their keeper, I think they, they can challenge Bayern because Bayern will always feel comfortable because they know they will win the league. And that's what Leipzig is doing. Leipzig is trying hard to get one good season and just win the league. But the materials are not really there for them. They have a good coach, they have very good people, they don't have. The, the talent, the deep, deep talent, or the experience enough to to, to charge a title challenge. So, Dortmund needs, I think Dortmund needs a very experienced coach. That's one thing I've heard about. They need a coach because they are, they are in for youth. They go in for the youth, groove them, groom them, and sell for profit. But if if you have a coach who has Marco Reyes, 
who has a chancho who's gaining experience, who has Witzel, who has again Hamels. So they have some blend of experience and youth. So now they have, they need a very experienced coach who can man up a challenge against um, Bayern Munich. Because now they have their interim coach on, on board and yep. he's he's doing well, he's getting some wins. So they need a coach. So they should, they should go out there, the board should get them the right choice. I, I think the person will be the person of Tisha who will return and take them to glory days. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see if Dortmund can finally mount a title challenge again. Probably next season. <laughs> Probably next season yeah. or even this season well, because yeah. cause, uh, anything, anything, anything can happen. Yeah. Bayern is not really having a good season so if Dortmund can sort out their problems and even Leipzig or Bayern Leverkusen like Anything can happen, can happen in the Bundesliga, so that's Germany for you. Um, let's wrap up with the Copa America just quickly. Wow, yeah, yeah with the tournament's Copa coming up on in June. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Copa America. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be played last year. Yeah, but because of the COVID, exactly. Yeah. And this year is going to be to be hosted in. Colombia, so, and, Colombia and Argentina. Exactly. Yeah. So the cool between Colombia and Argentina. And this year, wow, this is I want to call it the Messi year because this year I don't know anything else that Messi, Messi should go in there and win a trophy with Argentina and just silence his critics. It is a tournament that well, all Messi fans will be hopeful and praying for him that he wins it to silence his, his critics that he has finally won something with. His national team because they've been back and forth he retiring he coming back he having issues with coaches on international front there's a thing that you can't have it all as a player and he being a fantastic world-class super world-class player he's not having it all that is life but Messi can do it and if you can chat up his colleagues his boys Dybala and all those boys I think they can go there to Colombia and Argentina they are even co-hosting yeah, so you can do a host and win yeah so Messi uh, this is this is a tournament that I'll challenge Messi to try and win and just challenge his critics it's going to be an interesting tournament because the Copa America is one that's known to be very 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 physical exactly. the likes of Colombia Chile Paraguay Peru they don't come in that, no they come in with tactics and physics they come in with tactics and physics they come they bully you that's where you see people fetching red cards anyhow Tournament that I'm, I'm, I'm very bad going to watch this year, and I'm tipping Argentina or Brazil to win it because Brazil too needs some consistency in winning trophies. So Brazil are actually the defending champions, yeah. They won it last time and they would, they would like to defend it because now they are they have so many class players. So I have to the coach Tite to galvanize or carve some very, very, very efficient stuff. I like what he did last year. Last time they won it, he was playing. Feminino, Coutinho, and Gabriel Jesus. That was not his best front three, but he still managed to get returns from them from the one to the final day. He was playing Gabriel Jesus from the wings, playing Feminino and Coutinho. And Coutinho and sorry, Gabriel Jesus and Feminino had a fantastic tournament. Well, Gabriel Jesus, fantastic tournament. So we all thought he would be bringing that form from the Copa America to the EPL the last, that same season, but Gabriel won't let you play because he's always calling always calling so i'm expecting brazil or argentina 
come June to win the Copa America. And I'm hopeful that Messi will take the tournament by the roof of the neck and just win it with ease and show the world that he still got it. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So that will, that will be an interesting tournament. Mm. Yeah, so we are looking forward to that. And that I think that's starting on the 11th of June. Yeah, yeah. Just after the season. Things like. Oh, okay. And so next week, we'll be bringing our listeners a, a wrap up of a preview of the views that upcoming teams sure. that we think can win it, teams that we think can surprise us, teams that will be the surprise package, players that will be the surprise package, and teams that will, players that we think will make it to their squad for the US. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So that that will be a wrap up for the Copa America. Okay. Yeah, so we are looking forward to that. Um, I think we would end our podcast here, our first episode actually, and we hope our listeners out there would, you know, just have a listen and give us some good feedbacks. So, um, on our uh, social media handles, I would like my brother to go first, so you can just connect with him. So, our fans and our listeners can follow me on Twitter or at at Ajor Kobe 14. Yeah, Ajor Kobe 14 on Instagram it's underscore Ajor. Yeah. Okay. So just link up with our brother and just you know any comment, feedback, just we just like to hear from you. And yeah. on Twitter and Instagram I'm just at Clement Copsin. At Clement Copsin on Twitter and then Instagram. Just follow me out. Do what follow back. We just want the feedback, comments, and you know, like to hear from yeah. our listeners, our fans out there, so we can you know improve our podcast and you know serve you the best with the best. So um, once again, thank you so much, my brother and big boss Ajo, thank you for this nice home. opportunity. It's very interesting having time. a chat with you. Yes. So <laughs> next week we will bring up with another episode and uh, you know share the link on the various social media platforms and have a listen and connect with us thank you so much